0: Unexplained and strange ghostly encounters are happening all over the world at any given moment. Welcome back to the swamp my friends and welcome if you're new. Today I'm going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true and unexplained encounters with the other side. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I would love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that help keep this show going on a daily basis. Be sure to subscribe if you're new and hit that like button. Now, let's get into these creepy and downright unexplainable horror stories that'll freak you out tonight. Hello Swamp Dweller. Thank you for sharing my experience on your channel. My name is Alex, and this event involved my entire family. I want to mention that I do believe in the supernatural, but my mother nor my wife believe in such things, so it's always been hard when talking about the paranormal events to either one of them, because they will always find a logical way in certain circumstances to try to explain it all away. Still, with this event, There was nothing rational about it. So with that being said, let's get on with the story. About eight years ago, my mother and stepfather moved from Phoenix, Arizona up to Winslow, Arizona. It's a peaceful and quiet little town. A beautiful place for older people looking to retire and escape the big city to settle down in. My mother had just bought a beautiful five-bedroom house. You need to know the house's layout for things to make more sense this house has five bedrooms two rooms on the upper level of the house which would be on the ground level and three rooms on the bottom level which is the basement that was converted to have a laundry room and a bathroom underneath the stairs if you go up through the basement the stairs will lead you to a door that will lead you outside to the driveway this is located on the side of the house and at the bottom of the stairs will be one room which is the room in question When you walk into that room and make a left, you will come to another door. Yes, it's a room inside of a room that was converted into a little studio, one-bedroom apartment. When you're at the top of the stairs and make a left, you are in the kitchen. From the kitchen, you are at a fork, where if you do go right, you are in the dining room and living room, and if you go left, you end up at the two upper ground-floor-level rooms. Now that you understand the layout, Let me tell you what has us so freaked out. So a few weeks later, my mother and father moved to Winslow. They offered if I, my wife, and two kids wanted to come stay with them for a while to get out and stay away from all the noise that comes with living in the big city. So we took my parents up on that offer. Since we were a family, we got to stay in the room directly in front of the bottom of the stairs. At first, everything was fine. We were settling in the house and enjoyed its rustic vibe. It was old, yes, and it was creepy at night on top of that. You would hear your typical creaks from the house settling, but then, in the dead of night, it would sound like someone was walking around in heavy boots upstairs. This was nothing too crazy, until one seemingly random evening. So, we were chilling in the living room watching a movie. We had just finished eating dinner, and we were all engaged in conversation at this time my eldest son before this night had moved from the bottom level to the room next to my parents for his privacy so he went to his room to play with his toys while the grown-ups were talking my youngest followed my oldest to his room since they are both boys and only two years apart they get along pretty good some time had gone by and we talked amongst ourselves when my youngest decided he wanted to go downstairs to our room at the bottom of the stairs to grab some toys He wanted more toys for him and his brother to play with. That's when we heard the loudest blood-curdling scream we have ever heard in our lives. I immediately thought he had fallen down the stairs. We all ran to the kitchen as fast as we could where we found him standing at the top of the stairs, pointing down towards our room. When we ran to the kitchen to see what was wrong, my youngest was completely white. I mean, he could have passed for a ghost himself. He was frozen in shock, and mind you, he was only four years old at the time. This was indeed odd, so I picked him up and took him back to the living room. I sat him on the couch and asked him what was wrong, and this is what he told us. He said he went to grab some toys from our room to play with his brother after leaving his brother's room. When he returned to the top of the stairs, he looked at our room, and the door was slightly cracked open. It was open just enough where he noticed a tall, dark shadow figure with a top hat and a cane walking around in our room. It turned and looked at him, put its finger to its mouth and made the shh motion. So naturally, I thought we had an intruder in the house or something along those lines. So I pulled out my firearm from my concealment holster and went downstairs. After sweeping the entire house, I found nothing, and I mean absolutely nothing. Whatever he had seen was gone now. At least I hope so. At first. My wife and mother tried to say he overheard one of us talking about something that matched what he claimed to have seen. That didn't make any sense to me, though. When we asked each other, none of us had ever talked about whatever he described. After a few more weeks, with nothing happening, my mother and father went camping for their anniversary. This was about six months after the event that my son experienced. This time, it was just me, my wife, and two kids. My oldest son came down the stairs with us since no one would be up there with him. We put our kids to bed at 9pm and decided to chill, relax, and watch movies for a little bit before bed. So as we decided to call it a night, it was around 11.30pm or midnight. We suddenly heard something running coming from the upper level of the house. This immediately sent chills down both mine and my wife's spines. The hair from behind our neck and arms were standing straight up. There was no one else at home with us at the time. Everyone who was home was in the room with us right now. As I stated earlier, you can hear every footstep from above. So being the stupid cliche movie characters we are, we decided to investigate the source of this noise. We slowly crept up the stairs and the footsteps in running got more intense as we got closer. Then, as we got to the top of the stairs, right before we entered the kitchen, you can hear two little girls laughing. The moment we heard that, we ran down the stairs, entered our room, and locked the door. We did not leave that room until morning. There were minor events that also happened, such as feeling of being watched or touched when moving outside of that room. They moved back to Phoenix after two years in Winslow, and my step-sibling now had to move in with my parents. This is where things even got creepier. As we recently had a get-together for Easter and a bonfire later that night, we decided to drink some adult beverages when out of the blue, my nephew made a comment that turned my wife and me as white as a ghost. My nephew didn't want to sleep alone and wanted his mom or dad to sleep with him. When we asked what was going on, my sister replied, oh, he's just scared. I replied asking if he was afraid of the dark, and she said, "Eh, kind of. He's been seeing stuff lately, and the other day, he said he saw a tall, dark man with a very tall hat and a walking stick go in our room, turned to him, and whispered, We both looked at my mother and told them about what me and my wife had experienced. My mother still doesn't believe it, but the stories from my sister about what they heard and saw pretty much match what we experienced ourselves. I tell my mom that her house is haunted all the time, and she claims that she has never seen anything. But I will never forget that time I stayed there with my sister, and they also had rented out the other two rooms in the basement. Nobody ever lasted there and stayed there very long because they consistently felt like they were being watched. Thank you again, Swamp Dweller, for listening to my story and sharing it. Hi, Swamp Dweller. You can call me Tate. I'm not worried about anonymity with what I'm about to share. Those who might recognize the name, I'm okay with it. I've been a listener for a few years and love what you do with your channel. You give people a voice for the strange, hard to explain, and just downright scary things. Some people fall asleep to serial killer documentaries, and I fall asleep to cryptid stories. I don't know where else to share it to get it off my chest. Just some information before I get into it, I'm a 30 year old female practicing mostly solitary witchcraft who also tries to put mundane explanations over assuming everything is supernatural. Odd noise, it's probably just the house settling. Am I constantly feeling anxious and getting a headache in a particular room? Hmm, probably too many electronics, game consoles, etc. I've always been sensitive to surrounding energies, and I'm also claircognizant. It's a little hard to explain, but I have a habit of just knowing things I shouldn't. Sometimes it's subtle, and other times it's like I'm a lightning rod for information. And it's very overwhelming. But that also means when I encounter a spirit, I don't see them with my eyes, even if I'm aware of them. I have an idea of where they are by almost feeling vibrations in the air. And if I focus, I can get quick flashes of what I'm looking at in my head, if I'm lucky. It's never a clear image, but more like a collection of close-up shots with a camera. I'm sorry for the slight ramble. It's to point out how odd this experience would end up being in the long run for me during and after whenever I'd try to wrap my head around what I had experienced. This happened when my family, my parents, my brother, and I took a 10-day road trip from Michigan to Maine to see my great aunt and see as much as we could along the way. I was still in elementary school, fourth or fifth grade at the time. So I'm sorry for the details. They might be a bit fuzzy. This all happened a good while ago and many details are hazy, like I said. The trip was uneventful, primarily seeing mountains and swimming in the ocean for the first time. On our way home, we stopped at Gettysburg. That's where all the weird stuff began. I was a reticent child who was picked on a lot. So, with most things around that time, I never told my parents what I experienced that day. The place felt crowded as soon as we got to Gettysburg, driving around in our minivan to see all of the different sights. Even while we were in our minivan, like most kids, I didn't care about the history of the area. I was just happy to be able to get out of the car for a while and stretch my legs before the last bit of the trip home the next day. I saw the first ghost before we even got out of our car. I watched a forest line as we drove slowly down the long road, mostly mindlessly staring, and I saw a man behind a tree. He seemed to be trying to hide behind a tree just in the tree line from the open field, not from the road, so I could see his profile as we drove. He was in a gray uniform clutching his rifle. I couldn't see his face, but his body language clearly showed that he was scared. It took me a second to realize that he was see-through and he didn't seem to be aware of his surroundings. I felt that it was some sort of residual haunting, a ghost on a loop and unaware of what's happening around them. Whenever we got to the battlefield, I got that sensation of being in a crowded room again, like I was surrounded by people. The field was completely empty except for my family. To put it into words, it was like I was being stuck in an elevator with way too many people I think I did a pretty good job of hiding my discomfort at the time, or my parents assumed I was just a bored kid. I didn't and still don't like to draw attention to myself, so that was fine. That, and I knew my father was having a great time with him being a big history buff and I didn't want to spoil things. When we got to Devil Den, though, that's where it got way too intense for me. My mom and dad were reading the information about the site on those placard things while my older brother and I wandered around the area, listening to my parents read aloud. On a side note, an ongoing joke for the trip was me calling a mountain goat because of the few places we went on the trip like Mount Cadillac. I would easily outpace my parents and explore the large rocks as they all caught up. At Devil's Den, there were rocks that you could climb. My brother did so, but I didn't. I didn't feel very welcome there. So I paced around my parents until we returned to the van to head to the following site. This was the first real experience I remember that involved my clear cognizance. Devil's Den held a lot of anger, more so than the rest of Gettysburg. Every time I blinked I'd get a flash of a body or a bloody mark on the giant rocks around us. I almost felt like I had to tiptoe around bodies that I couldn't see. The suffocating feeling was ten times worse there, and I couldn't wait to leave. The rest of the time we spent there was mostly a blur to me. I couldn't focus on much or retain any historical facts my father shared. Unfortunately, that's pretty much all I can remember from that day. It's left me with nightmares for quite some time. But things did eventually calm down, shortly after we returned home. The weird thing is is that I kept having weird dreams of being chased down and shot with old rifles and hearing the old type of pops muskets made and feeling the pain before waking up. I wish I had more exciting stories to share, but I'm glad I had the opportunity to have gotten this off my chest finally. Even if you don't use it for your channel, thank you for your time Swamp Dweller, and I wish you well. I guess if there's a moral to this story. If your child claims to see a ghost, don't take them to a Civil War battleground. I used to live in a city, but only about two miles away from my house was a vast, wooded area with a river that ran through it. My cousin and I would spend lots of time in those woods. There was a lot of junk there, A few cars, lots of buckets, and some sheets of metal. We would build clubhouses and do all kinds of stuff using some of the metal and wood sheets that we found there. It was a pretty good closed off clubhouse, good enough to stop rain and the weather. It was also about a quarter mile into the woods. I remember this day very vividly. I went to his house close by and we hung out for quite some time. He said, hey, let's go to the clubhouse. I was playing on his game and said okay, and he said I'm going out to the store on the way and I'll meet you there. I said cool, let me just finish this game. He had about a 15 minute head start before I headed there. When I got there, I noticed it was eerily quiet. I couldn't hear a bird or a car, not a single thing. When I got to the clubhouse, I noticed something knocked over our mailbox. It was a bucket nailed into a 2x4. I went to pick up the piece of wood when I heard almost some sort of scratching noise on the wall. I tried to listen closely. It went so eerily quiet. Like when you hear something ringing in your head. I said, "Camilo, you suck at hiding. Then I hear almost clown-like laughter come from inside. I call him a weirdo and walk over to the car about 50 feet away to retrieve a stone to use to hit the nails into things again. That's when I see my cousin walking with a bag from the store and drinking a soda. Hey, sorry, my bad, he said. I ran into someone from school. I ran towards him and told him someone was in the clubhouse. Like an idiot and like dumb kids, he grabs a stick and I hold the rock and we open the door to find nobody. It was absolutely empty. We had only a mattress and some books in there. I never turned my back to the door and I would have noticed or heard someone open the door. I never did research those woods, but I should've. Unfortunately, those woods were cut down for housing developments eventually. I don't know how to explain this other than it was downright scary, and I just don't know. Was this a demon? Was this some sort of ghost? Any ideas in the comments would be greatly appreciated. I'll keep this experience short in writing and try to explain it the best that I can. I was hanging out in my room alone watching TV. Something in my peripheral vision caught my attention. I noticed a head figure slowly coming out of a mirror that I had in the hallway. I felt time slow down. Everything felt almost in slow motion. I forget about the TV and everything else. I feel an adrenaline rush, sweating, nervous, my heart beating fast hair standing up on the arms and neck. I feel frozen. The room feels cold and the time has slowed. I think my mind and body are preparing me for something that there is no way out of. I now feel like a trapped animal in a cage. All my senses are intensified and focused, but I genuinely feel afraid. But I must face this moment or pass out, whichever comes first. I feel a pressure of something evil is among me and now it has fully manifested itself and is standing right there in my hallway. I can see it in the corner of my eye. From the moment I spotted her head coming down from the mirror, I watched her fully come out of the mirror from shoulders to legs to her whole body beginning to end and it's all happening in my peripheral vision. It's almost like a scene from a movie. I'm frozen in fear. I'm looking straight, but I can see on my side view that it's a lady in a white dress coming out of a mirror. Somehow, through the fear, I slowly start turning my head to see this human figure in my hallway. I can't help it. I see a lady dressed in white standing in my hallway, and I feel this energy or atmosphere. The air begins to feel evil, dark, and alone, and I feel cornered in my own room. There's nothing I can do. My arms and body are slightly shaking. My eyes focus on her legs and I start moving as I make eye contact with this lady. She is already staring at me. She is now completely out of the mirror and we lock eyes. She tilts her head a little bit. I let out a scream of terror and scream, F this and run away. While also jumping backwards, petrified, I can't move but somehow I am. In a second, as I blink, suddenly, whatever this thing was, is gone. I was left there in my room frozen, scared, and in complete disbelief. All I can think of is what the hell did I just see, and that I needed to get out of there as quickly as I could. I have lived in my fair share of haunted places and have experienced my fair share of paranormal things, but this tops everything for some reason. Something felt intelligent about this haunting. There was nothing residual about it. I have never experienced anything demonic, but this, this was a whole different ballpark. It takes me a few seconds to catch my breath and snap out of this frozen state. I get my mind back to normal as I slowly start to relax. I get up, walk around, contemplating whether I should leave or not, but everything feels normal again. The energy or presence of this lady is entirely gone and I feel okay other than being scared half to death. Plus, where can I go? This was my home. This moment probably lasted 30 seconds to a minute, but felt like forever when I was experiencing it. This event would torment me mentally for a few months, questioning my sanity at times. I don't consume alcohol or do any drugs. I am completely sober. It's been years since this happened. I have more experiences that have happened in my life, but this one was easily the top three. When I have time, I will share the others. Thanks for sharing my story, Swamp Dweller. I would love to know in the comments was this a ghost, a lost soul, a demon, a portal haunting? I have no idea. So I work overnight as an AIN or a CNA in America, through an agency, meaning I work all over the area in different facilities and places. I've experienced several things I can't fully explain and have heard many stories from fellow night shifters who have seen or experienced unexplainable stuff at night. My most notable experience was at this relatively young facility that's not more than about 20 years old. I was working upstairs in the high care unit with a coworker, Jane. She's very kind and great at her job, and very non-BS and very rational. To explain, We were walking down one corridor, which is very dimly lit, enough lit though that we could see everything, but not enough to disturb the residents. That being said, the end of the corridor is a bit darker, lit by the green glow of an exit sign to a fire exit. There's a room on either side of the end of the corridor. The one on the right is empty as the resident who was there died several days ago. The wardrobe and bathroom door in the room were also locked to prevent wandering residents from getting lost or opening things. That being said, the residents in the hallways are all either immobile or require assistance when walking because they're so unstable. So at about 3am, Jane and I were talking with two residents in the RN, as there had been an incident between them, I was standing with my back to the wall mediating an argument as the other two tried to individually calm the residents down and bring them to their rooms. Out of nowhere, I got this weird sensation that I can't fully explain. Looking back on it now, I realize it was my instincts telling me something was up. The air felt cold and I had goosebumps on my arms forming. I had this feeling to look down the hallway, and I really wish I hadn't. I looked to the end of the corridor and saw a brief flash of movement. I saw a shadow figure, black, no distinct features, and not transparent at all. It looked like a tall man, definitely a human shape, but was not a person at all. It ran from the left to the right across the hallway and into the empty room on the right. It was only there for a second or two. I felt numb. I kind of just stared for a moment in a daze and had no idea what to do and was too scared to say anything for fear of looking stupid or like I was making stuff up or maybe I was just crazy. So I didn't want to say anything and left the hallway as soon as the situation was handled. A while later, Jane and I were talking about weird experiences we've had on the night shift and I open up about what happened earlier. Her face dropped instantly and she asked me again to describe what it looked like. She then nodded and explained that I'm not the first to see him. Apparently, the guy who died in that room beforehand was of a similar height and build to the figure, and was very quiet and a reserved man. The staff didn't know heaps about him since he wouldn't talk very much, but he was very protective of another resident. They think he was in love with her. She was a very small, frail lady, and when this incident occurred, she was immobile and nearing her end herself, barely able to lift her hand. Jane said that she was one of the staff who had also seen him, saying that one day, this lady's buzzer went off right as she was about to enter her room. It went off on its own. The only way to turn it off was by a button on the wall where she definitely couldn't reach herself. She went in anyway, just to check in on her, and saw a tall, black shadow standing near the foot of her bed, near the corner, just staring at her jane said she quickly made sure she was okay and then ran out the whole time it barely moved just kept staring at her wherever she went she had a coworker go back to check the room later and everything looked fine and they didn't see anybody in there that's when we got the bright idea to go check that room i saw him run into the lights were still off and the door was open as we had left it earlier in the night but the wardrobe and bathroom doors were now wide open with the lock still engaged and working completely. We had to use our keys to unlock the doors to shut them again. They were all closed earlier. The window had also been partially opened, which was not normal. As soon as you went into the room, you just felt this coldness engulf you. It was a weird energy, a depressing, dark, dampening energy. We both also felt this overwhelming sense of dread and darkness, it felt dangerous, so we left the room as quickly as possible. We think it's the man who once lived in that room who stayed behind to watch over the other resident, but something about it just seems dark and off, not a good sort of thing. I've been in that room several times since then and not much else has happened, but that room to this day just feels cold and dark. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true and unexplained horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I would love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that help keep this show going on a daily basis. I've experienced my fair share of paranormal happenings and I can tell you that these stories are super relatable to me so I'd love to see your paranormal stories. If you enjoyed these stories tonight be sure to hit that like button as it helped me out a ton. The more likes this gets the more YouTube promotes it and that's great for the channel to grow. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcast maybe give us a five star rating over there as it really does help me grow on those platforms. If you're new to The Swamp, why not join us? Be sure to subscribe and turn on notifications not to miss any new episodes as I upload them nearly every single day on all things natural and supernatural. If you're on the go but don't have YouTube Premium but would like to download and listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories no matter where you are, you can download them absolutely free from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, and just about anywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. I'd love to know in the comments down below what story tonight was your favorite. It really helps me pick out better stories in the future. Be sure to join me over on Twitch. I stream over there multiple times a week. I stream horror games, horror movies, and everything in between. You can find a link in the top of the description to come join me over there. Be sure to join me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and I'll see you all soon with another creepy episode.